Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talking Smack podcast presented by the Griffcast here at Canisius College. Iona suffers a second league loss. Canisius almost wins road games twice, and we got a big jumble in the middle of the league as we expected, featuring a result from earlier this afternoon. We'll get into all that and more. My name is Aiden Jolly, alongside Adam Borsky. Let's do it. Last Friday, um, Sienna gets a home win over the Iona Gale, 70-64. to That was uh, Iona's second league loss, or, and it was their second straight league loss. They've since won two in a row um, against Monmouth and St. Peter's. That was Sunday and yesterday. The Sienna loss was on Friday. Uh, I did watch most of the second half of this game. Um, it was just one of those games where Sienna just stayed with them, stuck with them, and then pulled it out at the end. Yeah. Anthony yeah. Gaines, 21 points, nine rebounds. Colby Rogers had 15.7 of them came from the free throw line. Uh, Jackson Stormwell had 14 uh, for the Saints as well. Sienna is now nine and four. They're second in the league. Yeah. But the story is Iona losing again. Yeah, I mean – I'm pretty sure if I'm not, if I remember correctly, we were kind of saying that they were going to smoke Iona and then, or yes. excuse me, smoke Sienna and then uh, maybe struggle yes. against St. Peter's and Monmouth. But uh, the opposite happened. The, the, the right. exact opposite happened. Um, you know, as you kind of alluded to, I mean, second half of that game was, I mean, a polar opposite of the first half. I mean, it was 24, 24 at the end of the first half, 46, 40 in the second half in favor of Sienna. So I mean, that was not something I was expecting. I don't think no. it was something a lot of people were expecting. I think we all kind of assumed Iona was going to get back on track and go back to their winning Rays and maybe even close out the the max season on one win. But that's a heck of a win for Siena. And, I mean, right. we've talked about it before. Iona has a target on their back. You know what I mean? This is a team that everybody knows that they're the top dog in this conference. So you get a game against Iona, you got to – the guys are going to be fired up. You know what I mean? People right. are going to be fired up to play them. So, you know, credit to Sienna for showing up and getting a nice win. And yeah, as you said, I mean, all of a sudden they're the second team in the conference. So, I mean, I don't know if to me personally, I don't know if they are the second best team in this conference, but I right. mean, it, it's hard to debate that. You know what I mean? I think they, they throw themselves in the conversation now that they prove that they can beat the top dog. So it's interesting. It, it, it's definitely a lot more interesting than it was a few weeks ago. <laughs> right. And they've strung together these wins, too. This is a Sienna team that's won six of its last seven. Uh, the one loss was a weird loss to uh, Ryder at home. Um, but since then, since the first time they lost to Iona on January 25th, they've only lost one game since then. So this this is a red-hot Sienna team that they have one, two, three, four. They still have seven games left in the regular season. They're nine and four in the league. Um, they, they do have a stretch coming up 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. They have a four game, seven day stretch coming up. Two of those games are going to be on the road. Um, so I think that's going to be one of those deals that's, you know, we're, we're going to have to see what they're made of here. Mm -hmm. Um, they've started out February on a really good note. Um, we're in the second half of February already. Um, but 
yeah, this is one of those teams. They bear, they go on the road and they beat Ryder barely um, on Super Bowl Sunday, uh, 76-75. I think that game went to overtime. Um, yeah, it did. It was it four to three overtime was. <laughs> It went to it went to overtime tied at 72. Of the final score was 76-75. Admittedly, I did not see that game. Um, but yeah, this this Sienna team is is hot right now. Um, yeah, yeah, no kidding. Exciting. I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said, obviously this this stretch coming up is is pretty big. You know what I mean? Games on the 18th, 20th, 22nd, 24th, on the St. Peter's. Those are pretty much your competition for the second seed. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that second that second and third seed could potentially be pretty big because it gives you the right. chance to avoid Iona until the final. Potentially. Right. right. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like that's what a lot of, you know, I would have to think that's you what want, you want, want to be, you want to be either second or third. Correct. Yes. You, you do not want to be fourth. And right. You know, looking at that, looking at the max standings right now, it's really a battle between Siena, St. Peter's, and Monmouth for that right. second, third, fourth seed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Quinnipiac's got eight losses, so they're pretty much out of it. The battle for the fifth seed, I think, is going to be pretty interesting too. But Yeah, I was just about to get to that because you got a Quinnipiac team that's fifth at seven and eight. Ryder is in true sixth at six and eight. And then you got four teams who are six and nine, Manhattan, Fairfield, Mariston, Niagara. Uh, Manhattan and Fairfield both got to that on a game um, that was earlier today. It was a weird Wednesday one o'clock start um, out in Fairfield. I learned that was there. There was a uh, a G League game, a, a Westchester Knicks game, because apparently they're playing in Bridgeport, Connecticut this year for whatever reason. <laughs> um, but that was a one o'clock game. Uh, Jose Perez had twenty one points in that game. Uh, Supreme Cook played really well in the loss. But anyway, uh, I did watch most of that game, but both of them are now six and nine in the league. And we have a four way tie for seventh right now uh, for seven through 10. And obviously we know Canisius is 11. So, you know, just a huge mess right in the middle of the league, like we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the season. So, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it just says so much um, about how even all of these teams are, especially when you get to, you know, not including the Iona, the Siena, uh, the St. Peter's type of teams. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, without a doubt. I mean, between 5 and 10, and I mean, you could even stretch it to 5 through 11 with Canisius. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like any of those teams could beat anybody on any given day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, there really is a fine line between your top four and the rest. You know, mm-hmm. um, it is very, very clear where that line is. You can you look at the standings, you see it immediately. You see Monmouth eight and six, Quinnipiac seven and eight. There you go. But right. as, as I was just saying, that fifth seed, that's going to be contested. That is going to be a very yeah. interesting race, as is that race to not get that four seed and, and mm-hmm. risk playing Iona in the second round. Obviously, you have to get to the – or excuse me, in the semifinals. Obviously, you have to that get line. to the semifinals right. first. You know what I mean? That's a whole different uh, topic right. of conversation. But – I think, you know, with Monmouth currently having six losses, they, they're pretty much going to be, have to be almost perfect. Um, They can't really afford any more slip ups. Right. They do have two against Sienna and one more against St. Peter's. So that's Sienna. Yeah. That's that's Sienna Monmouth series is going to be very, very interesting. 
that right. that may very well may determine who's going to be that four seed because right. even if they split that, I think Monmouth is still going to be in trouble. They're going to have to take that game off mm-hmm. St. Peter's if they split with Siena. So, and St. Peter's, we we still have one more Siena St. Peter's matchup. We still have one more St. Peter's Monmouth matchup. You know, yeah, that's very true. And I mean Monmouth, they let's see, let's see, let's see everybody's stretch in here. So, Siena's got Maris St. Peter's. Monmouth twice, as we said, Quinnipiac, and then they have the West New York road trip at Niagara, at end Nishis, the season. which is never right. easy. Which never is never easy. Right, which we're about to get to, which never we have gotten easy. to in the past. <laughs> you you honestly come up here and you hope for a split. Yeah, that is true. It's never easy, man. Right. Never, ever easy. And vice Let's versa. See. I was thinking with the two, and I think that's, a big thing with Canisius's road struggles this year. Like we say that, you know, these teams have to come up here and they have to play Ryder or not Ryder, Canisius and Niagara in one fell swoop. Like Canisius and Niagara are making this trip every weekend to go down and play two games. (laughs) And I think that's indicative of now Canisius's road record of it's now dropped to 0 and 14 um, with another pair of losses, this one coming to Marist uh, last Saturday and Fairfield on Monday. Mar- they they almost got one. Um, they lose to Marist by one. They lose to Fairfield by four in double overtime. I think the consensus was, um, at least in the Fairfield game, that Canisius was the better team in that game, um, but then just couldn't pull it out in overtime. I think it was Taj Benning hit a, a running layup um, at the buzzer to send that game into OT. Uh, it was tied at 72 when it went to OT. And then Fairfield just kind of carried that momentum um, through to the second half. Jesus Cruz at 25 points on 9 of 12, 5 of 6 uh, for Fairfield in that game. So um, just Canisius's road struggles mm-hmm. has been the story of this. They're 0-14 on the road. Dude, like they would be – they're 7-4 and 4 at home. Like that's the crazy thing, man. Right, seven and four at home. If you legitimately get, if you count the, um, if you count the neutral site game, which is basically a home game, I think it was technically a home game, neutral site home game, whatever you want to call it. Um, but they only have one win outside of the Kessler Athletic Center this year. <clears throat> no, it's, it's it's that's the truth, man. But true, road I mean, games, yeah, they're only fourteen. Yeah, and I mean, like you look at these losses, I mean. Yes, Fairfield was an OT. Maris was by a point, but Siena was eight points. At Ryder was eight points. Monmouth five points. St. Peter's eight points. Manhattan five points. Niagara was honestly probably their worst road MAC loss of the year. Right. Crazily enough, with by ten points. Like right. They really haven't been getting blown out on the road. They just no. can't find a way to win these games. They haven't had a true road blowout since December. Yeah, exactly. And it's not really like they're getting like, – that's kind of the point I was trying to make. Like, they, It's not like they're getting blown out. It's just for whatever reason, they just can't pull these games out. They can't pull out right. these close games on the road. At home, they've been – they've pulled out a few pretty impressive close games. I mean, they had right. that win against St. Peter's earlier in the season. So, I don't know. Yeah, the Ryder it's win, too. It's so, so weird. The Ryder win, too. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was a, that was a really good weekend for them. And now just they've lost six of seven since that. The wheels yeah. have completely fallen off. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, that, that is the truth, man. That is the truth. And I mean, obviously once you get down to Atlantic city, who knows, you know what I mean? Right. As we say that, as, as but the that's, point the I was that's, just why, that's why I almost think they're going to lose first round because it's an unfamiliar place. They, they have to make that road trip, which I, I would believe is their longest of the season. That's being done by bus. We'll call it. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I know they flew down to Miami. I think they flew to East Carolina too. Uh, but like that was in November and that's a non-conference like that. That's the long ride down there. And that's why I think they'll go down there and they're probably not going to win. Yeah, that is, that is probably the truth. It's tough to win after a trip like that. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. I mean, I think a big part of it is going to be that they need to find some momentum. You know what I mean? Right. They do have two home games to close the season. They got Maris and Siena. Right. So, that I mean, helps. Can... They they only have they only have one road trip left in the regular season. Yeah, that is true. But one of those games is Iona. <laughs> so true. like, yeah, that's a loss. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they got to go like. If you want to have a... go like three and two, yeah, I was about and to you, say you, you got to win three and two. You still finish seven and thirteen. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, man, you you have to win. I would probably think four out of five to have a get out of the cell out at like, you know, getting a, a seven, eight, nine, maybe, you know what I right. mean? Almost yeah. even to get out of that 11th spot, you might even have to go four and one. Yeah, true. That's true. Cause you're, you're down two in the loss column. You know what I mean? Right. That, 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 that's where your problem is, is that, you know, if they were they're, six they're, and nine with everybody full, else, then yeah. games back. Yeah, exactly. Like if you were six and nine, like everybody else is a different story, but. Even if you're, you were five and you're ten. two games in the loss column back. So right. Every game know. matters. Mm-hmm. Cause this is a sprint. It's, it's a 20 game schedule. It's a sprint. Every game matters. This is true. Right. So um, one thing we missed on the Iona Siena um, result, which I thought was lame of Siena fans. <laughs> they stormed the court. After the like, come on, guys. <laughs> like, I, I hate to be the like, oh, no fun guy, whatever, but like, come on, you're the second best team in the league by record, and you beat the team that's like, really, you're gonna storm the court after that. Yeah, I I know it's college basketball and I know it's supposed to be fun, but like Sienna has traditionally been a successful program. Like, if it was like say a rider beating Iona, sure, I get it. But then again, like Siena is the only, um, Siena is probably the only school in the league that would tr- have a true court storm just because of the amount of fans that they have at their games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Lame. Siena yeah. fans don't like it. Yeah. I think so too, man. Like you, I feel like court storming is like, there has to be a threshold. Yes. You have like, if, if Iona was like ranked, Right. I think, yeah. I, I, I think that's appropriate, right? I mean, that's loss. a big win. If it was win their first home. loss, I get it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, right? If they were 14-0 or whatever, yeah, 14-0 coming into that game on the fringe of being in the top 25 or in the top 25, I think that's a different story. I, I'll, I'll give right. you that if, 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 if that's the case. But I don't know, man. I don't really think that that was – like, I don't think the threshold was there, you know? And, and, and like you said, not to be no fun police, but like – I don't know. I, I just, right. I, I think that there has to be a threshold. There has to be something yes. 
you know. And then we saw another, and then I saw another on Saturday. I saw one on back-to-back days with USC beating UCLA. When USC was number 21 in the country, UCLA was 12. That's a difference of nine spots. Really? Yeah. There, I, I agree. There's got to be a threshold. Mm-hmm. And like I said, yeah, I hate to be the no-fun police, like you said, to to speak to your point. <laughs> but like, like, come on. It, you're USC. Come on. <laughs> uh. And I know you're a football school. USC is a football school through and through, obviously. But like, you still have a good basketball program. You know? Yeah. I think it should be like if you're unranked and you beat like a top 10 team, sure. Or if you're like 20 to 25 and you beat like a top five team. Yeah. Like if Alabama beats Auburn, sure, go for it, whatever. Or if like, you know, let's say, I'm trying to think of something realistic here. Let's say like, <laughs> let's say Oklahoma beats Kansas. Yeah. Um, sure. Go for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I agree with but, that. Yeah. If you're number 21 in the country and you beat number 12, no. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I sound like, a, I, I sound like an old man right now. But <laughs> yeah, there, there has to be a threshold for it. <clears throat> I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. I think like, it's just, it's more fun and it's more like yes. almost exhilarating to watch when it's like. Uh, I And I, I have seen a court storm in person. It was cool. Yeah. I've seen one court storm in person. I went to, oh boy, probably almost 10 years ago now. I saw Seton Hall fans storm the court after a win against Villanova. And Villanova, I think, was like number six in the country at the time. And Seton Hall was on rank. Yeah, and that, like, that's understandable. That's right. understandable. Yeah, but and it was cool. Like I, like I, I admit it. Like that was cool to see a court storm. I've seen it exactly one time, and that was that. You know, um, but yeah, that that's that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. Anyway, so that's all. We'll move over um, international because I don't really have anything else for. Uh, talking about the Mac. Um, I did not watch this game last night because I was working. Uh, Villanova goes on the road and beats Providence. Electric atmosphere at Dunkin' Donuts Center. Uh, I saw videos. 89-84 to was the final score of that game. Um, Colin Gillespie, 33 points. Uh, Justin Moore had 19-10. really really quality win for villanova um and no shame for providence in losing that one absolutely no no shame absolutely in not that game absolutely not but yeah i mean we i know we were kind of joking about that inexplicable home loss that they always seem to have and they almost not. did have it to depaul they right. it did happen right it almost happened but but you cannot fault them for losing that game you, no you can't you can't, you can't at all, because realistically speaking, that's a tough game. Villanova is a tough opponent, no matter what. Right. And they were in that game. They hung around. They, they didn't were get blown that. out. Oh, yeah. You got it. You got another chance at them in what? Two weeks on the first of March, two weeks or so. 
Yeah, so, that 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 closes your regular season. Exactly. So you have a chance to avenge left. it. If you do, you don't. Or if you do, you do. You don't, you don't. You might see him in the tournament still. You know what I mean? So right. that could very well. Providence Villanova could very well be the Big East final. Oh, oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, without. A I doubt. think there's. I think it's more likely than not that Providence Villanova will be the Big East final. Mm-hmm. And that'll be a, that'll be an awesome game down at uh, at Madison Square Garden. I would be pumped for that game. Yeah, um, that would be awesome. I mean, not that it would matter in the long run, but. Um, <laughs> Where is Providence in Ken Palm now? That's a good question. 46. I don't know. 46. I just don't think, and I was thinking more and more about this, thinking about this Providence team. I don't know. I'm not out on them. Like looking at their roster, looking at, you know, what they have, I don't think they have the star power to like make the final four you know what i mean mm-hmm. no i th- i think so too like, I nate, think watson is their be- nate watson's their best player nate watson is a good player definitely but he's not like oh my god like you have to watch nate watson and blah blah, blah. Like, nah. they're a good quality team that they just have a bunch of guys um i thought honestly i thought aj reeves could have been the guy this year and he's just He's had a drop in minutes this year, 31 last year to 25 this year, points 9.6 to 9.3. Like he's kind of taken a step back, uh, but he's still a good player. But then you look, like I said, you look at Nate Watson, you look at Al Durham, uh, you look at Jared Bynum, um, Noah Hortor, all fine players, but they don't have the star power. I don't think that some of these other teams um, towards the top of the rankings have. And that's, I have a hard time struggling on what I disagree with about this Providence team because they're number eight in the AP poll, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're 46 in Ken Palm. That's a big gap, a big difference, you know? So I, I'm not sure what to make of them at the end of the day. Yeah. I think it's it's very tough to pinpoint where exactly – they're the kind of team that I could see, like, I could see them getting knocked out in the first round or making the Elite Eight. You know what I mean? Right. They, they are a very tough team to pinpoint, you know? Right. Just just kind of, again, what you said with their discrepancy in the poll and then in Ken Palm. You know, it's very, very difficult to, you know, say for certain what their ceiling is and what their floor is. Um, right. But – as you said, I don't view All them as a final four team. I, I don't. I don't foresee them being a final four team, no. like you said. I just don't think that they have the top end talent to make a run like that. But right. at the same time, I mean, they've strung together this amazing season when nobody right. really having a great year, that definitely. from them. But. So who knows? You know, right? The beauty of it. It is. It is. Um, and if you look at all these final scores for Providence, they're all close games. Like if you even just look at those. Almost all of them are close. Yeah, it's actually true. Something. Holy cow. Yeah. Nearly yeah. every single one of them is close. Yeah. Other than oh. blowing out Georgetown on the road. Right. I mean, I'm looking at their past seven wins. All but one of them are within eight points. Yeah, that's very crazy. That's – see, that's the type of thing where it's just like – within four. Exactly. And I mean, that's, that's a loose ball going the other way, you know, right. a, a foul getting called or that didn't get called or vice versa. You know, it's, 
somebody makes a free throw, somebody doesn't. Right. You know, that's what it comes down to. I mean, a win is a win at the end of the day, but, you know, especially when you get into the tournament, you kind of have to look at that, the the, the style points with wins, you know? Right, right. So, Because you think those games at the beginning of the tournament, like your your first round games, your second round games, you almost look to the games that were blowouts and you kind of say maybe heading into the sweeps, it's like, okay, like this team like blew out both of their opponents, like they can make a run here, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and especially team, I, teams that tend to blow out other teams are the ones who make deep runs in the tournament. And I know that's kind of like, Oh yeah, of course. But like, you know, really look at it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's interesting just about this Providence. And I'm, and I'm not saying like, Oh, I'm out on Providence. Like they stink, whatever. No, <laughs> I'm not saying that at all, but um it's just something to consider with them um so moving on statement win from tennessee last night beating kentucky 76 63 um i caught a good part of that game um they held oscar shibway 5 of 15 um from the field really good defensive performance out of kentucky or, or out of tennessee kentucky shot just 34 percent from the field um only had 14 free throws um, good stuff for Tennessee. That'll help their, uh, their seeding in a pretty big way. Uh, in the ACC, one team I want to talk about, there's a couple things I want to talk about in the ACC. Um, Notre Dame has won and they're playing right now against, against Boston college. So I, I think they'll, they're the second team in the ACC. Yeah. They have won 14 – well, I was going to say, they have won 14 of their past 16. Bro, since when? They've only How lost not two games since this? December. They've only lost the two hell? games since December 18th. Oh, my God. And one How of those losses not- was to Duke. I am very confused how this just went completely under my radar, that they were playing some great ball, but – yeah. My they God. are. And we, ha- we haven't talked about Notre Dame on this podcast in a while. <laughs> have we even talked about him this year? Like at, Maybe at the beginning. It's been a while if we have. Yeah. They've won 14 of 16, which is crazy. Yeah, that is pretty impressive. Because they started out pretty slow. One, two, three, four, five. They started out four and five. Um. And now they're 18 and seven. So crazy stuff from Notre Dame. That's going to be like Notre Dame's going to get in. Notre Dame's definitely getting in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Unless they completely crash and burn in the next two, three weeks, they're in. Um, good stuff. Good stuff from them. Um, Dane Goodwin has been a really good player for them. He's averaging 15 and five for them. Um, Paul Atkinson, the redshirt senior, uh, is averaging 12 and seven for them. Um, Blake Wesley, the freshman who I, I think is going to be drafted next year, um, is averaging 14 a game for them. So this is a Notre Dame team that probably might get even better, a little bit better. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so anyway, that's interesting. I, dude, I'm right. I had no idea. I, know. Like, I, 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 I had no idea felt, if they're playing this well. Yeah. They're playing really well. They're playing some really good ball. 
And, I mean, down the stretch, like, they got BC tonight. Wake Forest is a tough game. But other than that, Syracuse, Georgia Tech, Florida State, Pittsburgh, like, Wake, at Wake Forest is game. their toughest game. Right. So, you very well could be looking at, you know. A Notre Dame team that's, what, we'll say 12-3 and three after tonight. One, two, three, four, five. We're looking at, like, a 16-4 and four Notre Dame team, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Just because the ACC is just so down this year. Yeah, and I mean, dude, if they went out and Duke drops one, they're the top seed. Right. That's crazy. Which is crazy wow. to think about. When was the last time Notre Dame – has Notre Dame ever won the ACC since they've been in it? I don't think. At least the regular season? I don't think so. I, I kind of doubt they have. Yeah, because they had – um. They won the conference tournament in 2015. Oh, wasn't that what? What was that kid's name? Um, or that might have been actually before him. He. What was that one kid that was at Notre Dame for like four years? Rex he was a Fluger? forward. Who? Rex Fluger. No, hold on. This is gonna drive me no. nuts. Notre Dame. Rex Fluger was there forever. Um, hold on. Uh, I'm just gonna look up their 2018 roster because this guy had to be on it. I'm looking up their 2017. Uh, hold on. I think you're talking about Rex Luger. I think that's who you're thinking of. I remember him. I remember he was there forever. It might be Rex Luger. Hold on. Let me. <laughs> oh, my God. This is going to drive me nuts just so I know for sure who it is. Uh, let's see. What about this? Um, I'm gonna say forward. Bonzi Colson. Bonzi Colson. Bonzi Colson. Yeah, that's that's thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He he's a big remembering some guys. Yeah. Bonzi <laughs> Colson. That's who I was thinking. Okay. Of. Okay. That makes sense. Brief NBA career for Bonzi Colson. Yeah. Eight games with the Bucks in 2018. <laughs> So, yeah, Notre Dame's playing. Notre Dame is playing really, really well right now. They'll probably be like eight line, probably around the eight line. I'm gonna go with. Yeah, I would think. Here, let me yeah. uh, you do a little early bracketology dive. You don't really save that for the end, but now that you bring yeah. it up, let's see what we got I, here. I think I was looking at it earlier, and I think I saw eight. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. So this is from yesterday morning. Uh, so. Last four buys, Wake Forest, North Carolina, San Francisco. San Francisco with a buy, oh, according to Joe Lenardi. They're still in? Okay. Apparently. They, they're, they got a buy. All right. Oklahoma's there as well. Last four in, Iowa State, Creighton, BYU, and Oregon. First four out, Memphis, Michigan, San Diego State, and Florida. Next four out, Rutgers, Kansas State, Virginia Tech, Belmont. I see Notre Dame on the nine line. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's. Go. I think that's that's appropriate. That's they could be a dangerous team, man. They could be. They a can be. I mean, in this, you got them Gonzaga second round. That I'll was say they, they, they in this one they have a bad draw in the second round. Yeah, <laughs> that is but, true. Yeah. Um. But dude, they play like an Auburn, a team that a team like Auburn that's right. played down to their competition this season. Who knows? Right. Right. Um. Yeah. Another ACC team, this was a game I watched on Monday. 
Virginia completely shot themselves in the foot with a loss to Virginia Tech. Uh, bad bubble loss for them. Um, great atmosphere in Blacksburg also. Like, probably one of the best atmospheres I had seen all year. Um, yeah, Vir- Virginia completely shot themselves in the foot, did not play well. Um, they lose that game 62 to 53, only shot 40% from the field, did not make a single three the entire game, which I don't know how that's possible. Um, in today's game. Yeah. Love to see oh. the, love to see how many times that's happened this season. <laughs> not making a single three, the entire, can you even find I that? Doubt it. I, I have no idea. I wouldn't even know what to look or how to look, but I mean, I'm sure it's happened but I can't imagine it's happened very often. I would have to think. I don't know. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, just because I mentioned Rutgers a little bit ago, uh, they're up on Illinois by six points, five minutes. Okay. In so if they win that one, I'm telling you right now, they have the weirdest resume of all time. Of all time. Like – how I Rutgers resume is weird. Yes. The Who would have thought? Yeah, I know. Right. Cause like, Oh my God, there's, they genuinely, if they win tonight, if they win tonight, they would have lost to DePaul Lafayette and UMass. Mm-hmm. And then later in the season in four straight games, beat Michigan state, Ohio state, Wisconsin, and Illinois. And then they play Purdue. And they beat Purdue earlier in the season, so right. I mean, I... Uh, and they lost three. They lost three in a row to Paul Lafayette, UMass. And I, I remember being like in November, like, "Well, guess I'm out on Rutgers in <laughs> November." Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, man! What the hell? All three of them. I mean, all so three of those weird. losses too were like come on, two, four, seven points. So. But then since then, they've only lost one, two, three, four. But since then, they've only lost six games. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make. Yeah, I don't know what to do about Rutgers. Like, they have some really bad losses, but they also have some really good wins. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I know, man. I mean, like I said, Lenardi's got them first four out. The, 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 they'd be the fifth team out, according right. to Joe Lenardi. Okay. So, I mean – <laughs> they went. They beat Illinois. Who knows? But it did. Oh my God! The bubble. I, I I got I got another bubble. Crazy thing for you. Oh man, I'm ready. Uh, we we talk about them all the time. Memphis. Hey. It's time to talk about the Memphis Tigers. Oh my God. Yeah, you want to talk won about six weird... in a row, including a win over Houston on Saturday. Yeah, you want to talk about a weird resume, man? There's another yeah. one too, man. Like I. <laughs> Why these there's so it's, many just weird teams this year, <laughs> so many of them for are, no reason. There are golly, man. They beat Houston at Houston. God, man. <laughs> and we had said we had said back in when they were losing to like Tulane or whatever, like, eh, yeah, like you know, they, they only had a couple more opportunities to secure wins. And then yeah. they go on the road. They start a three-game road trip uh, with a win over Houston. And then they beat Cincinnati on the road, which is not that impressive, but because Cincinnati's not that good. Um, and then add SMU coming up. Which is a huge bubble game. 
huge for both teams. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a, that, that's a must win for both teams. Yeah, no, that that is very very because true. if you're Memphis, you can't get swept by SMU. Mm-mm. Yeah, because I mean, if you get swept by SMU, that's basically because one that, team that if it's you coming down to Memphis versus SMU for a spot. Exactly. Like, well, SMU exactly. Memphis. Yeah. Exactly. I know, man. It's that's very true. That is a huge, 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 huge game. That should be right. a good game too. I yeah, I, I would have to hope. Clock. Yeah, I imagine it'll be a really good game. So. Yeah, that, that's definitely a game I'm excited for. When is Sunday at 3 on ESPN? Fair enough. <laughs> um, so, like, what what do Memphis's chance, chances look like right now? I, it, it's one of those they're, – they're one of those teams now that's just there. Mm-hmm. And we had talked about, like, how weak the bubble is this year. And now this one, it feels like every team in the country is on the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know it man. feels that way it. That is, that, yeah it does that it does like i like i have a, a few more bubble teams that i want to talk about um like, like it's crazy michigan is one of them who just beat purdue by a lot on when was that on thursday so we're looking at almost a week ago now per, michigan beats purdue by 24 and they lost mm-hmm. to Ohio State. So that's – I mean, Michigan is a team kind of doing what they need to do. But it's almost one of those scenarios where they just might not have – just have too many losses. Yeah. I mean, that's just true. because of the competition. That's true. I mean, we, we wrote Michigan off in non-conference. You know what I mean? And now all of a sudden they're on the bubble again. So right. it's – there's – I mean, so many – there's been so many teams like that. We wrote Rutgers right. off. Here they are. We wrote Michigan off. Here they are. We wrote Memphis off. Here they are again. Like, right. It's really, really crazy. Another team that is on the bubble in the next four out that I think is intriguing is Kansas State. I think that they, I mean, I, I that's another team. Like, that's another team. Like, I was totally out on them. Oh, yeah. Even a few no, weeks I was ago. Too. I was too. And now all of a sudden, they've won four or five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they have some potential here too because they play. At Kansas, then Iowa State, which is a huge – that's another big bubble game right there, Kansas State, Iowa State. They already beat – they already won at Iowa State. What was that, last week, I think? Or let's see, when was that? Iowa State – Kansas State won that game. That was on Saturday. Yes, okay, Saturday. There you go. So, yeah, last week. So, they win that game. You sweep Iowa State. That's a big bubble team that you just swept. I mean – at Kansas, at Texas Tech, those are tough games. And then you close the season with Oklahoma, which is another big one for, for right. bubble for bubble implications. So right. a lot of interesting games coming up here, man. Like just just be just outside the it top feels like 25. Every, it feels like every game is a big bubble game. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so true. But I mean, that's just a testament to what you've been saying, just how wide open the bubble is this year. Right. There's so many teams that could have a realistic case. You know what I mean? I, I mean, we were another, literally just talking another, about how San Francisco, we didn't think that they were going to make it, right? We thought that, you know, they were they were down and out, and now they got to buy all because they Because they, they had that loss to Portland. Yeah, right. But exactly. then they go and beat Santa Clara. So, like, is Santa Clara in or out? What's their deal? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> What a whack year, man. This is crazy. <laughs> I know. I, 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 there's more bubble teams out there. 
Um, speaking of, I want to give a quick shout out to Arizona. They're number three in the country. Um, they, they're going to be, they could be a one seed. Yeah. Tommy Woy has done an incredible job with Arizona in year one. They're 22 and two. Um, their only losses were to Tennessee and UCLA. Um, great, great stuff from, um, from Arizona. So just wanted to give a quick shout out to, to them before we move on to a couple more bubble teams. Um, Indiana is definitely one of those teams. They have now lost four in a row after we had them pretty solidly in a few weeks ago, but then they go, I mean, three of those four losses are pretty forgivable, but then you lose at Northwestern, Mm -hmm. who is a team like towards the bottom of the big 10. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, Lenardi's got them as, as a nine seed right now. I don't think that includes last night's loss. I don't but, think it does. Um, well, Indiana is in – if you combine their records in quad one, two, and three games, they're eight and nine. Hmm. In one, two, and three games. Wow. So they're eight no in quad four games, but eight and nine in the rest of them. Yeah. See that – that's that's the that's the thing. That is the stat right there. <laughs> right. Because oh, they, they stacked up wins because they didn't really play anybody in the non-conference. Mm-hmm. Eastern Michigan, Northern Illinois, St. John's, who ended up being bad. Louisiana, Jackson State, Marshall, Merrimack, Northern Kentucky. It, I mean, yeah, they beat Notre Dame in the non-conference, but that was about it. They lost to Syracuse, which would have been a great that would have been a great road win for them looking back on it if they had won that game uh but they didn't um and then they've been what are they in in the big 10 they're seven and eight in the big 10 i don't know i don't know eight and eight and nine in those quad one and three game quad one through three three games is my issue um another big bubble game another yeah. Florida and Texas A&M was one last night. Florida had an early lead. Uh, they lose to Texas A&M. Um, it was 56 to 55. Uh, I don't think Florida gets in at this point. Uh, I think they have some losses that don't look good. And I'm looking at one in particular here. If you remember all the way back in December, the Texas Southern loss, <laughs> which was uh, one of the worst losses by any team in the country all season. This was yeah. that was probably the worst loss by any team in the country all season. <laughs> I, I'm not joking. Yeah, I mean, I can't like it's just so funny for you to say that because it's it, it's just a funny thing to think about and the fact that this team's on the bubble. But I mean, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, you're you're not wrong. And the SC. The SEC provides a lot of opportunities for quad one games. Florida is one in seven in quad one games this year. One in seven. See, like, how I how can you even make a case at right. that rate? I mean, like, I that that shocks me that they are still on the bubble. Honestly, right. I, I don't see how you can even make a case for them other than and the then fact you have that they the, won. And then you have the Texas Southern loss, which I, I remember. I remember saying back in December, that's an eyesore of a loss like that's gonna 
that might in in you know some situation where you're looking at a last couple teams to get up like Florida lost to freaking yeah. Texas Southern. Like no, they also out. lost to Maryland for God's sake. They I didn't remember that game too. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. They lost to Oklahoma, which in hindsight was not a bad loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's, mean, a, it's a loss with bubble implications. Right. You know what I, I mean? Because Oklahoma's on the bubble part, too. Though, for the most part, though, they've won the games they're supposed to win. But they don't have they don't have a signature win. No, they don't. They, they don't have that win. They don't they at all. Win. And, I mean, you got Auburn at home on Saturday. There's your chance. But You got three opportunities. Oh, and Kentucky. Even, I didn't even see Kentucky Would you yet. even call them beating Arkansas that signature win? I wouldn't. I don't think so. I, I think Arkansas – Arkansas is a good team, but they are not, like, right. a headliner by any means, no. in my opinion. Right. They, they, you got to win Auburn and Kentucky. Like, you yeah. have to win one of those games. Correct. And then you should probably win a game or two in the SEC tournament mm-hmm. in a few weeks. Um, it, it, I, I think it just has to be one of those things. Mm-hmm. I don't think they get in at this point, frankly. It's tough to see them doing that. Um, yeah. Michigan, one of, uh, Michigan's another one of those teams. We touched on them. Um, just the bubble is just uh, – Il- Rutgers is up 10 on Illinois. Bro, already 10 minutes dude. Because, <laughs> of course, they are. You, man. It's so fun. Like, oh, my God. A team that lost to Lafayette may really make the NCAA tournament, man. And not just a team that lost to Lafayette, a team that lost to DePaul, Lafayette, and UMass three in a row. <laughs> oh my God. What is Laf like where? Let's see. I'm very in, curious. Uh, is it I want to say it's in Maryland or Maryland? Pennsylvania. Yeah, they're in the Patriot League, aren't they? They're either in Maryland or Pennsylvania. Okay. That would make it's sense. It's one of those two. Damn, eight and sixteen, right eight and sixteen, five and eight in the Patriot League this year. So, yeah, not not a great. Where where, loss. where is that school located? Uh, it's a very great question. Very great question. Let me see. Um, uh, they are it. located in Easton, Pennsylvania. There you go. I don't know what that's near. I could not it's tell you. Kind of near Philly. Hmm. Kind of. It's in it's in the Lehigh Valley of Pennsylvania. There you go. It's fifty roughly fifty-five miles north of Philadelphia and seventy miles west of New York City. So there you go. That's where it is. It's almost on the border to New Jersey. Hmm. So there you go. We're learning things. We're learning. Yes, we are. This is a very educational podcast. As to where Lafayette is. There you go. (laughs) I I genuinely didn't know where that school was. Yeah, I can't say I did either. So there you go. I thought, here's something that I learned. I, I feel like I kind of learned this recently. Jacksonville State. Right, Alabama. Where it's yes, Alabama. It's Alabama. That that not, not in that, Jacksonville, Florida. It's in Alabama. That shocked me. That shocked me. I for the longest I don't know where or why I heard that a while ago, but that really kind of took me aback when I found that out. I I just assumed that they were in Jacksonville, Florida. 
I had no idea that they were in Alabama. It's in Jacksonville, Alabama. Which again, didn't even know that was a place until no. I saw that on. Is Twitter it like? Is it like right on? And it's like not even on the border of Florida. <laughs> it's kind of like northern Alabama. It's kind of like um, northeast Alabama. Hmm. Which is like. Which is about as Alabama as southern as you can get. <laughs> nice. It's a, it's in Calhoun County, and their mayor right. is a guy na- and their mayor is a guy named Johnny Smith. <laughs> hmm. Right? Who would have thought? Shout out, shout out, my man Johnny, bro. Not Johnny Smith. That's <laughs> yeah. Huh. Notable people from Jacksonville, Alabama. Um, there's a whole bunch of them. Um, I have not heard of any of them. There you go. Who would have thought? Uh, it looks like a bunch of government people from like the 1800s. So that doesn't uh, that doesn't shock me. No, can't 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 say I'm super duper shocked about that. But so there you go. Jacksonville, yeah. Alabama, and Eastern Pennsylvania yeah. are. Uh, there's, the there's your geography lesson for the day, kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all. All right. <laughs> so as long as you don't have anything else, we can we can jump into our uh, final segment yes. of the day. The best segment. Yeah, yeah, I got nothing. So, I uh, let's see here. Time all to right, time to start first. scrolling real quick and see what we're working with. Here. Yeah. We got to get a sponsorship for this segment. We do. We do. Anybody wants to sponsor us? Yeah. If, if DMs, you want to sponsor us, I don't think my DMs are open, but you can follow me. My, my DMs are open. Oh, there you go. My, my Twitter DMs are open. You can DM me at Bye and Jolly. <laughs> Shoot me an old DM on Twitter. <laughs> Who we got? Uh, oh, shoot. I just lost it. Where'd they go? Damn. I got him, I got him, I got him, I got him. I think. Uh, what the heck? Where did it go? Oh, okay, okay. I got it. All right. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? You can go first. I don't have one ready yet. All right. I have a team we have talked about on this podcast before, the Bryant Bulldogs. Jerry Grasso. Hey. So... They're having a damn good year. Second in the NEC right now. Um, behind Wagner, who actually I believe just had their – they had the longest winning streak in the country, if I'm not mistaken. I believe the other they day. did. Um, Wagner lost a game to who? Uh, they lost to Merrimack by 15. Merrimack's, Merrimack's a good program in the D1 transition right now. Mm-hmm. Which, speaking of, by the way, did you see Vermont lost the other night? A- another uh, – league loss another first league loss vermont lost to hartford oh wow so who, i don't know if you saw that i, did I, not I, see I, that. I caught the end of that game i did not see so who's left that's undefeated hold on undefeated let me go to my conference. i know um r slash college basketball reddit shout out the reddit they do yes. the, uh, the map of undefeated in conference play i i, I want to say there might be five um don't quote me on that though okay this is from february 14th 
Wow, only Space three Rock. left. Gonzaga, South Dakota State, and Murray State are the only three teams left that are undefeated in conference. Murray State's in the Ohio Valley. South Dakota State's in the Summit, and then Gonzaga the in the WCC. So. Yeah, so that'd be it. All three of them are still undefeated. So Murray State, South Dakota State, and Gonzaga. Yeah, those it's are the only, only three left that's teams. undefeated in conference. That's crazy. Wow. There you go. That's so there you go. The Brian so that's the South Dakota State. I didn't even know they were – I mean, I knew they were having a good year. I didn't know they were still undefeated. But anyway, um, uh, back to the uh, back to the team I actually originally had. Um, Brian Bulldogs, like I was saying, second in the NEC right now, having a damn good year, fifteen and nine overall. Game behind Wagner. If I was a betting man, I would assume it's going to come down to Wagner or Bryant in the NEC. Yeah. Um, because Long Island is in third, and they're eight and six. So, um, I believe these two teams play again. On the final game of the season, uh, Wagner beat Bryant by three earlier in the season. So, should be a fun mid-major game um, and potentially fun be. tournament. Yes. And I got to give and a I shout think out. I that one's the first one to start up in the entire country. Yeah, that's true. Was that the 27th, 28th, I think that starts? Um, Heat Check College Basketball tweeted out all of the conferences. Yeah, I know. I was looking at that earlier. It was, starts on the 28th, but it's a like a play-in game. Oh, okay. Hey, that's still champ week, baby. Well, that's okay, not there's ten. There's but... ten teams in the in the NEC, so I would assume the team in tenth doesn't make it, which would be fairly Dickinson. So the Damn. first, the first uh, one, of the first conference tournament game of the year might be St. Francis of PA against Sacred Heart. Well, there you have it, man. Anyway. Shout out to Peter Kiss, averaging a very staggering twenty three point nine points a game for Bryant. Fun um, fact, he yeah. Oh, did he Charlie actually? Career, Quinnipiac. He did. I did not know that. Well, there you he, have it. Yeah, went to Quinnipiac, went to Rutgers briefly, and now uh, he was at Rutgers for three years, actually. Only played one year, though. <laughs> this is his third school. He's been in college since 2016. He's definitely making the most of it, most of it averaging almost 24 a game. So 24 a game playing almost 36 minutes. So Peter Kiss. There you go. Keep on, my friend. Yeah. So hey, that's all I got on Brian. What do you What do you have, my friend? Uh, right now, I'm currently looking at people from uh, Eastern, uh, famous people from Eastern Pennsylvania. But anyway, uh, Bob Weiss is one of them. Oh, former Buffalo Brave. Hey, hell yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's let's give this a scroll. We got. Oh, you know who we got. We got Chicago State. Oh, man. <laughs> I just saw a stat on them today, actually. I think it was on Reddit as well. That okay. If they win their next game, they clinch that they will not be finishing last in their conference for the first time in eight years. There you go. They're, they're in the WAC, the, in which the WAC has like a million teams in it. Now, yeah, because we'll – Lamar is 0-13 in that league. So, yeah, Chicago State probably won't finish last in the WAC. Good luck. Good job to them. <laughs> anyway, um, they are 6-19. and They have currently lost six in a row. But, hey, that's progress for them. Uh, they have two wins in the league, They own, which was their first league win since – 
or their or their league win over Cal Baptist on January eighth was their first league win since March third, twenty eighteen, when they beat UMKC. They that was their first league win since that, and then they got a second one a week later. So there you go, the two stretches, two very different times. <laughs> um, Ger- Gerald Gilliam is their coach. Um, I want to see who their leading scorer is. Their leading scorer, they're playing right now, actually, Chicago State. Their leading scorer is a guy named Ali Abdu Dibba. I hope <laughs> I'm saying that right. He's a freshman, well, and man. he's their leading scorer. He's a freshman. He's their leading scorer. Uh, a guy named Brandon Betson also has 13.4 points a game. He's a junior, though, so that's okay. Um, is the future at Chicago State bright? I don't know. We'll man. see. We'll see. So yeah. there you go. So that is it for uh, that segment. Good stuff. <laughs> and that will be it. Oh, shout out uh, William Findlay Rogers, who's also from Eastern Pennsylvania. He is a uh, former mayor of Buffalo, New York. Yeah. I- from, uh, I can't say I, in, I'm in from here and I didn't know that. So, 1870s. <laughs> All right. Keno, also, Keno Davis, Keno Davis, who's the uh, head coach at Central Michigan. There you <laughs> go. Some interesting people from Eastern Pennsylvania. Eastern Pennsylvania. So, man. there you go. Oh my God. He was the mayor of Buffalo from eight, 1868, 1869. Damn. So we got, go. we got, we got some basketball talk. We got a geography lesson in here. We got talking some about bubble talk in here. from the 1800s. <laughs> oh my god, man! What a what a time to be alive. So there what you a go. Time to be alive. What a time. Tell to me, be this alive. is not the best podcast centralized around a mid-major conference. Tell I me. I think it is. I agree. I think it is. Yeah. All right. So that'll be it for this week's episode of the Talking Smack podcast. My name is Aiden Jolly, alongside Adam Gorski. Good night. <laughs>